Welcome to the Cost is Courage podcast. Being a human is hard, and courage is required to do it well. Whether you need a champion or a coach, we've got you covered. I'm Lisa Baker. And I'm Melissa Dyer. And we're so glad you're here. Welcome to episode 36 of the Cost is Courage podcast. It's our last episode of the year. <laughs> Woohoo! We, we made it. We made it. We made it. <laughs> you know, and fitting that, especially given the year that 2020 was and that it's New Year's Eve, that we would talk about the courage to reflect. Yes. Well, appropriate in the year of courage, courage was required. Being a human was really hard this year. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, it was, you know, and you know, my birthday is in June. And so like, for me, I, I find that I get like this every six months between my birthday and new year's, like getting to take stock, you know, reflecting on the year past and, you know, what did I learn and what was good, what was hard, you know, and then setting goals for the, for the next year. Yeah. And so I love we that. thought we would maybe do a little bit of that today, share some of the things that we've learned in 2020. It's kind of hard to separate, like 2020 will always be the pandemic year, even though obviously like that's not the only thing <laughs> that was happening. Right. Um, but it put a layer on everything. Yes, sure. it did. Life happened. And then outside of our own lives, life happened. So it was, it was a year that had a lot of things. Yes. A lot of things. So, but I thought lots to we, learn. Yes. Before we jump in to kind of sharing what we've gleaned from the year that was 2020, you know, just talking a little bit about why does reflection take courage in the first place? So here's the thing. When we take the time to reflect, we actually are combing through. And when we're combing through, I think we find the knots and you're like, oh, <laughs> I didn't really want to like revisit some things mm -hmm. in life that were a bit tangled. And yes. yeah. So um, it does, you don't get, you know, you hit memory pockets and then that touches something else that you're like, yeah, I was, <laughs> wasn't really keen on remembering that part. Um, right. But in order to, I think, thoroughly process something and be able to glean something from it, move forward, um, not leave unresolved feelings, something left unprocessed, it, it takes courage. You, you have to dig deep and you have to feel all the things. And, um, that's not always easy, but I think it's really fruitful because if you can go back through and reflect even in the hard parts and pull something away from that, it is a very healing, um, thing to do. So it takes courage, takes courage to enter the pain and come out with some purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I was thinking about it, it's like, you know, what if I don't like what I see, you know, what if I'm not really happy about where I, you know, ended up, like, can I deal with it if I'm not happy about it? Like you said, like, what if reviewing painful stuff, you know, hurts me all over again? 
you know, what if, what if I find more stuff to work on and like, I can't handle one more thing (laughs) right now, you know, what if I find, you know, mistakes that I've made, you know, I think those are like, those are the parts that require courage. It's a lot easier to look back and be like, you know, I get to review the highlights and, you know, have gratitude for all the good things that happen. That part, not, not so courageous, but the, the other side of it where it's like, where do I, you know, wish I'd done better and how can I move toward that, you know, and without like making myself feel awful. So, yeah, but courage, we're here with courage. We are here with courage. So I'm excited to hear your five things. I know. We're, gonna, we, we're we, both going to share five, right? Yep. And we did not yeah. share them with each other ahead right. of time. So, so curious. Okay. All right. So I want to hear you first. So you share your, it's not really, mine's not really ranked. They're all very important, but yeah, let's hear. Yeah. Mine aren't ranked either. So I'm just going to say them in the order that like they came to me. Yeah. So the first thing that really came to me when I looked over the year was that, you know, I recognized like how much like my foundation matters, you know, that the, like the values that I have, the, the work that I've done in the past to like lay a foundation, to have coping skills, that that really mattered, that the work I did like in the good, good times or easier times was really useful when stuff got hard to be able to turn to that you know, and not only within myself, but like within relationships. And so like nurturing good relationships, just as a general rule, really served me well when junk hit the fan, you know, and I really needed support, you know, that those people knew me and could be there for me. And so um, I felt like being really intentional about, you know, kind of the foundational things really helped when the the crises come along. Yeah. Off-season training, baby. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) Yep. You know, I, as a therapist, you know, it comes up with clients a lot where like they'll start to do better and then they want to quit therapy. And it's like, no, no, now that you're doing better is when we take some time to really solidify like the skills, the stuff you got to work on, you know, so if you're here for like marital issues, you got to work on your communication when you're not having a fight you know, like that, that's the best time to actually build those skills so that yeah. when there is conflict, like you, you've got a tool belt to reach into. Yeah. So, so true. Good. Very good. All right. What's your, what's your first one? So the first one that came to mind was, um, something I learned that suffering really can produce joy. I think, That's a a statement that I don't want to receive because nobody wants to suffer. Um, But then when I was really able to reflect and say, you know, there was a touch of God's goodness in some really painful moments that that was the, the trade-off, you know, that there was, um, there was something deep and meaningful inside of a lot of suffering that uh, we went through this year. So that was my acceptance. You know, it's one of the, I think, primary acceptances that if we can find ourselves reach in our lifetime, it does make life overall 
mm-hmm. um, more meaningful and uh, we have a great appreciation for all things when we can mm-hmm. really receive that suffering does produce joy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, it's a really hard place to get to, but a really important place to get to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're, yeah. Well, and I think and given that we're, <laughs> given that we're hearing each other's for the first time, I was like, Oh, like now I want to see, you know, how does that lesson apply for me? Like, where did that lesson pop up for me this year? I but agree. Will, that would make this a three hour show. And yes. we're, 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 we're not here for that. <laughs> no, we can revisit <laughs> at a later date. <laughs> yes. So I would say my second one was basically just boundaries, 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 like, especially in pandemic life, as margins got narrower and narrower, you know, and maybe as more people around me had more needs to, you know, being okay with really drawing boundaries to protect myself, to protect my family, to, um, to recognize that like, I, I can't meet every need that's presented to me you know, and that it's okay to say no, it's okay for people to be disappointed, you know, or to like, and I mean, and sometimes it would just have to be a complete boundary, like just a shutdown, like, no, not at all. Can't help you at all. But being okay with, you know, providing a resource and like leaving it there, you Mm -hmm. know, not needing to do absolutely everything possible, you know, and that has been tested my boundaries have been pushed on and tested, you know, and, um, but it's been, it's been just so evident this year that, you know, um, that I don't need to set myself on fire to keep other people warm. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Okay. Well, in the climate of never-ending change, but knowing that we need to face forward, um, live our lives and not be stuck, I learned that the way forward is paved by small steps and shorter runways until further notice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Long-term dreaming is okay, but long-term planning is going to be volatile. Yes, right now, <laughs> hard to do. Or if you, you know, I felt like any long-term plans were just much more in like the wish category. It's like, this yeah. is, you know, hopes, maybe we'll see, like you said, baby steps towards those things, but I want to hold everything so, so loosely. Loosely, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, we just, with our kids being the age they are, they're both like, at the launching in a college stage that it's, it is really an interesting thing that things um, just next life stages that you perceived before this year were so concrete are so um, (laughs) open-ended right now. They're just, it's a huge thing. So that's what like, just smaller steps. Like we have to make a way forward, but we're going to take smaller steps. The runways will be shorter. You're not thinking in terms of like, well, I'm going to go here for four or five years. And then, you know, these big 
time chunks because you really don't know how it's going to shake out but yeah you still move forward yeah got to move forward yeah that's a good one this next lesson for me I feel like it really solidified in the last couple weeks you know and I feel like it was growing through the year but in the last couple weeks has really just come up a lot but really um like choosing curiosity especially over like self-condemnation or condemnation of others you know that when like so I feel like the, the the biggest example where this has come up for me is like you know becoming a mom this year and stepping into the realm of mom guilt you know where it's like oh like I you know I, I should have handled that a different way or like why did I lose my temper or you know and waking up at two o'clock in the morning and not being able to fall back asleep because you're running over all the things that happened and all the things that you wish could have been different or the places where you're realizing like ah I don't have any idea what I'm doing <laughs> you know and the easy like the ease with which we can pick up a club and beat ourselves with it you know and be you know angry with ourselves and feel guilty and feel terrible that that doesn't really serve me or propel me forward or move me into growth but when I can approach with curiosity like well what was it like what was it that made me lose my temper like what why you know what was so triggering about that particular interaction or you know, why am I reacting this way to look at my behavior as communication with myself and to be curious about it instead of like going first to beat myself up and letting myself feel bad. Um, yeah. I feel like that's been a really good growth edge for me, like to kind of shut down that inner critic a little bit more and to teach her to just be curious, more curious about why things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, and I think that's very personality driven too. Um, I think where I am not pointing a lot of things inside, but I have a lot of like frustration points coming from the outside and what, how that makes me feel in the inside. So I, my next one will probably be like the truth that I'm not in an, in complete control of like my own personal success really frustrates the heck out of me. Like <laughs> it really burns me. Um, but that's like self-awareness, you know, that I need to hold outcomes loosely, but with some hope in them and just work through that. You know, that's, it's, a, it's a growth opportunity for me personally. And, um, I think that's really just an important thing for us um, to evaluate is self-awareness, you know, our personality, what are we prone to when we're not getting outcomes aren't working or when, when we're interacting. So it's either relationally or whatever we're working towards. And we're like, that's not going how I thought it was going to go, you know, and what do I, what do I do with the emotions that come with that? So, yeah. Yeah. So learning, we're learning <laughs> so much. Learning. Our, our, our first opportunity at humaning, what can we do, <laughs> but learn? <laughs> yep. Well, and I'd say my fourth one, you know, I was thinking a lot about just, you know, and I think it relates to 
things that we've already said, but just kind of like just the necessity of, of being intentional, you know, that like, like life is so easily so full and so busy and it can become very easy to just like grind through each day without like setting an intentional direction or making a choice about what you want a day to look like or feel Mm -hmm. like, or be like, and, you know, kind of like, I can remember specific moments, especially recently where like, you know, and especially since adding the kids to our lives, like we're feeling like, wait, how did I get here? Like where, like where I am right now, how I feel, how this day is, how my calendar looks, like, how did this happen? Like, I need to stop for a second, you know, recalibrate, you know, and make some choices so that like I'm happening to my life and it doesn't feel like my life is happening to me, Yeah. you know? And yep. so, um, that, that has been a big one. And, you know, kind of a part B on that is that like, and sometimes it's okay to just coast and float, you know, and again, to not be hard on myself when I realize like stuff has just slipped away again with that curiosity. It's like, well, why, how, how did I get here? Like, why did this happen? You know, like, am I too tired? Are we overcommitted? You know, whatever it is. So, yeah. Cause you can't right, be intentional. So- you can't be intentional all the time. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I'm going to go for my next one is going to touch on your foundations, um, laying foundations. So here, it's not it's not that serious, but lipstick, eyebrows, and an organized closet made a difference in my everyday ordinary life this year. So I had some really tiny like personal goals, and that was to wear lipstick and you know, shadow my eyebrows in. And I worked really hard on organizing my closet at the beginning of the year and like even got into how should I do it? Should I do it seasonal? Should I do it by color? Should I do by shorts yep. and long sleeve? It was like a whole thing for me because I don't like filing of any kind. So my closet always kind of gets theirs and you know gets all kind of crazy and I don't like a lot of steps in a process. So adding an extra layer of like makeup step is, is, is foundation building for me, like step tolerance and processes. So, you know, and prioritizing some of the things that I just didn't do for myself in the past, like it doesn't have to be so serious. And if I want to do it and it means something to me, it was a good thing that I worked on it. So it did make a difference, you know, it's a small thing to stick to. And um, yeah, so. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the little things matter too and can be unexpectedly big or have yep. big impact. Well, and my last one, you know, relates to what we talked about in an episode not too long ago, but basically just the courage to pivot. I mean, if ever there was a year of pivoting and, you know, recognizing the courage that was required, I mean, even just like my word of the year was supposed to be vision. And it's like, no, nah, man, uh-uh, no, we're just pivoting away from that. Like I never chose a new word of the year, but if I had to like, just pull one out of my head right now, it'd be survival, you know, that it's like, it's okay to do the bare minimum you know, and just get through this season, you know, and focus on like our mental health and make sure that we're all okay. (laughs) Like that, 
there don't have to be these like big grand things. It's okay to set that aside, <laughs> to delay, you know, and even just moving from the plans we had to scrapping that entirely and deciding to pursue adoption, you know, that that was a massive pivot. And it's like having to face like, what will other people think of this change? And, you know, who's going to be on board? Who's not going to be on board? Um, but that like, that we could do it. We did it. That pivoting was okay. That it was good for us. Yeah. Well, and I would even say that vision is still your word because you had one vision and you pivoted and you created a new vision. Yes. It was an opportunity. So, and you did it based on, you know, vision is the ability to process what you see and you're like, well, I see some things are changing. I saw a new opportunity on the horizon and I pivoted to walk into that opportunity. So it probably doesn't feel like that, but from an outsider, I could see that. Yeah. And I can see it in those things. I think too, I just like, I know the other pieces of the vision that are all like sitting on a shelf right now, gathering dust, you know? Like yeah. that part still stands out to me, but I agree with you. I agree that, you know, the, the vision that I've had for my family for a very long time, like that was still pursued, you know, yeah. and that's, that's been the thing that like, so if ever anybody says something about 2020 being, you know, a horrible year or whatever, it's like, no, I had its hard parts, but it was a stinking amazing year yeah, you know, for us personally. So that's good. Yeah. yeah ironically, my vision, my word was sight, which is not processing what you see, but just the ability to see, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, that's what I saw in your life. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay. So I love my fifth thing because it's the kind of thing that if you could, if you could bring somebody in to inside of you and you didn't have to explain all the things and they could just experience it in such a way that they're like, I totally get it. But that's, you know, that whole internal growth that you experience that, you know, when you're hitting it and you're Mm -hmm. changed on the inside, people around you don't know the changes going on, but you totally experience. You're like, wow, I am different when I'm hitting this. So my fifth thing was I learned from cultivating courage that it made me a more stable person. Mm -hmm. And in that stability, I increased my capabilities and just hitting new things or hitting revisiting things that I had to um, conquer just by being intentional and saying, I'm going to cultivate courage I'm going to stretch myself in these areas, kind of that, again, off season when you're not doing that or knowing where you're strong and where you, your courage is really deficient and practicing in those areas. When I hit something that was a hard side for me, I was like, wow, I actually did cultivate courage. Like I have a storehouse to pull from that's getting activated in this moment, but nobody knows, like it's an inside job. And I would love, like, if I could 
really encourage anyone is to take some of these things that we've said this year and just create like some growth steps for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it does work. Like it is a real thing. It's not just something we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so we encourage you to also reflect on your 2020 or whenever you're listening to this, just take some time, be courageous, reflect. And here's to 2021. Woo-hoo. Yes. Cheers. It's going to be amazing. It is. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Cost is Courage. Being a human is hard, and to do it well, it's going to cost some courage. If you enjoyed this episode, one way you can tell us is by writing us a review. That would mean so much to us. And be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Thursday. And don't forget to check out the show notes for resources, tips, and other fun surprises. Bye for now.